Welcome to another special edition of the Hanging with the AD podcast. Today we catch up with one of Georgia's best and Tommy Marshall of the Marist School in Atlanta, Georgia. Anytime we sit down with Tommy, we're better for it. Today is no exception. Let's get to it and learn from the GOAT, Mr. Tommy Marshall. Coach Marshall, thanks for sitting down with Don and I again here on the Hanging with the AD podcast. We appreciated our time together back on episode six and look forward to talking to you today. But today's a little bittersweet as we sit down with you to celebrate an illustrious career in athletic administration as you retire from the mayor's school. Actually, today is your last day as an active war eagle, so I know it's a long time coming there. It is safe to say that while you may be moving off the banks of Nancy Creek, your fingerprints will be visible there for a long time to come. Tommy Marshall and Marist Athletics will be forever synonymous. So thanks for being with us today. You're welcome. I'm excited about the opportunity. Anytime I get a chance to share about the blessings that I've had, I'd like to take that opportunity. Yeah, so speaking of those blessings, Coach, you were recently quoted as saying, serving young people through athletics is a mission that God called you to long ago. Could you speak to the importance of knowing and leading through a personal mission statement, as well as the power of leading with faith in a higher power? Josh, I think that's a great opportunity to talk about uh, my relationship when God called me into the Ministry of Education and Young People. My wife and I were married at Furman and had that extra year when I transferred from Georgia and God really called me just like he called a preacher. Uh, I was sort of uncomfortable and it was like listening to a radio station on the where you can barely hear the channel. And uh, I tried to run from it uh, because I was two courses away from my economics and business degree, but God called me back. And uh, best decision ever made was to listen to that calling. And uh, 45 years ago, uh, God called me in the education of athletics and teaching. My platform was a classroom. It was goalposts. It was basketball courts, water, uh, whatever it was. Uh, we wanted to use it as a ministry to share with young people about uh, the true victory is in our faith. And uh, it takes us from day to day and looking forward, uh, the best decision that, that I ever made. Tommy, when you look back at your career in athletic administration, which, like you said, spans 45 years and has had so much success, uh, what are some of the times that you look back on and you say, you know what, we got it right? You put your finger on it. You go, you know, in that instant, whether it be a team's accomplishment or an individual's accomplishment or an event, uh, could you tell us a story of a time when all the pieces of the puzzle came together for a successful outcome that our listeners could learn from? I think too many times we, we can spot a problem real easy and say, that's the problem and this is how you ought to fix it. But I don't think people really dive into the elements of success like they should. So could you tell us a story maybe about one of those times? Don, that's a great question. I think it's, in my life, it's been all about relationships. Uh, we always talk about the school board, but really the school board is going to take care of itself if you're doing things right in your relationships. You're building uh, a we more than me culture. It's all about us. It's not about you. 
Uh, and that's what we've tried to do ever since I started coaching, whether it was at Reed Inn, being fortunate enough to win the state championship our first year as a varsity program at Reed Inn. Uh, I know that we beat Maris that day, uh, but it was a pretty neat accomplishment for a new, brand new school. It was all about getting people to buy in. It was all about the we factor of what can we do together? And then having the opportunity to go to Walton and build from sort of a ground up culture there. And uh, again, it was sort of getting the young people to vision to join in with me on a vision. And it was really all about what they did and not what we did, but more what they did, the commitments that they made in the community, in the classroom, on the football field, as a teacher, as a basketball coach, all those things, I think, point, anytime we point to others instead of ourselves, we have a great chance to be successful. And uh, in that, uh, I guess one of the biggest things was uh, going to Furman University. My biggest question was, could you coach college kids on a love relationship like you coach high school kids? And the resounding answer was yes, that those players responded the same way when they cared about him to, to win a national championship at one of the smallest universities, private schools at that time, uh, Baptist school, uh, to win a national championship in 1989, to see all those different aspects come together and uh, to see what we could accomplish together, uh, just sort of set the tone. And then of course, come to Marist and come back into the high school and, and be an AD. My AD at Furman told me, you know, as a football coach, you can influence that team, that 80 guys or 90 guys. As an athletic director, you got to influence the whole culture of the athletic program. You got to set the tone for everything that happened. And when I came to, to Marist, it was, you know, War Eagle fever is in the air. And that was just an excitement and enthusiasm when we supported each other in athletics in one act play, on the debate team, any aspect of Marist School. So like I say, I've been blessed way beyond my means. I got to share this earlier that uh, um, I think my blessings are running out, so I don't want them to run out before I retire. And uh, I'm the most blessed husband, father, grandfather, teacher, coach, athletic administrator to ever walk this earth. And I, I realize that. And, Every now and then I have to pinch myself and, and thank God for the opportunity to, to be one of his servants. And, and to follow up on that, you mentioned, you know, being a teacher. And I, I've, I do believe uh, 100% that you live by that and, and believe in that. And when you say that, what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned, uh, you know, at, being a teacher, uh, whether it be actually teaching, coaching, being an athletic administrator, uh, the biggest lessons that you've learned from both successes and failures along the way, what has your experience taught you? Don, I think the great thing is, I think kids today are so educated. When when I played ball, a coach would say, do this because I said so. And that was, that was it. Okay, coach, I'm going to do it. This is the way it's going to be done. I think kids today react more to relationships. So we've had to change with the time when I first started coaching and, you know, 77 and now today's AD and coaching tennis and some of the other things, kids respond to, to care. And they really, they really want that, that care relationship.
relationship. That's got to be the factor that brings them in. There's too many other things going on in their lives today. You know, uh, one of our saints and, and mayors is they uh, really don't care how much that you know until they know how much you care. And that's probably the one thing I've learned uh, in my it's a relationships you build with coaches, with fellow teachers, with the kids themselves. They're going to last a lifetime. The wins and losses, the school board, uh, some of the accolades and different things that, that have happened and you've been blessed with, it all comes back to relationships. I thought one of our really leading factors in whether we're being successful or not is how many of our kids want to go on regardless of scholarship money. They want to walk on. They want to keep playing. They have a great desire to uh, see how far they can go. I think that's one of the success factors in my life is those kids that have gone on and want to keep playing them, whether it's the walk-ons, whether it's the scholarship players, and the ones that want to come back and touch base with you. You know, as, as a teacher, uh, Don, you and I know, and, and Josh know that great teachers make great coaches because it's all about communication. Coach, uh, speaking of those relationships, uh, many years from now, as former Marist athletes and even Reed Dan and Furman and Walton athletes gather and catch up on old times and they look back on their experience there at Marist or the school that they were at and they start talking about their athletic director or their coach, Tommy Marshall. What do you want them to say when they reflect on their experience with you? Well, he was good looking. He had a great <laughs> voice, a lot of hair. <laughs> but uh, no, I think, again, is that, you know, coach cared about us on the field and off the field. I think that's the most important thing that, that, that I want to get through to my athletes, to my players, to our students, is that uh, love goes beyond. Love can move mountains. Love can do spectacular things. And Marist, I've been excited to be able to share that, that love factor, that respect factor. But the love in my life comes from God and Jesus Christ in my relationship, and I want it to flow through me out to those players and teachers and faculty members and parents and families that I've had an opportunity to touch. If that if that happens, I want to say amen and just move on. I think there's no doubt that it will. Now, Coach, you really are not completely retiring uh, as you move into – a role overseeing school athletic departments. Uh, what will you be looking for in athletic directors and how do you think uh, you're going to help them out in this new role? Let's talk about that for a minute. Well, that's great. I had a, a Zoom meeting this morning for an hour and a half. As I start that transition as the commissioner of extracurriculars for GISA. But I think, Don, really it involves coaches. It involves student athletes. It involves parents and that's right up my alley. If, if it's all about others, then I'm really, really excited. I think the thing that I can share is that we all work together. We all come together as family. Then things work out a lot better. And I think we can support each other. And that's what I'm looking to do is if I can get in there and, and support kids and families and help them to achieve their goals, then I'm, I'm doing the right thing. That's good. Now, there may be an AD listening who is approaching this stage of retirement, a uh, similar season that you are in right now. 
What advice would you give them to finish strong, not miss the blessings of the job as they wrap up a career? Now, that's a great question for this year, especially the most challenging year ever in education and athletics that I've gone through in my 45 years. But I think God ordained this time. I think difficult times, uh, you know, tough times don't last, but tough people do. It's a book I read early in my coaching career and athletics, and it's been more relevant this year than, than ever. Absolutely. And we have to come together and rely upon each other and uh, love each other a little more and draw from each other's strength. And I think God wanted me to come back this year. I think it was important uh, for all of us, but especially as I was looking down the road, I made this decision over a year and a half ago, wow. thinking that it would the transition would be easier down the road and things would work out. And then all of a sudden COVID hit and it was like, uh, uh, God had me here for this special year at a special time to be with special people and draw strength from each other. Well, there's no doubt Coach, you finished strong and, uh, set a good example for any of us who are looking down the road toward that, uh, that time of retirement. Uh, I'm not sure how many of us are going to make it to 45 years, but uh, you, you gave us a good example on how to finish strong and finish the drill there as you've done it at Marist. So uh, I wanted to ask uh, or really talk about something that you do so well, and, and it was highlighted recently at the GADA Awards Gala. One of the Hall of Fame inductees mentioned he had the privilege of going on fellowship runs with you when your two teams played each other. I've been blessed to do these fellowship runs in downtown Atlanta and along the river in Columbus with you, as well as a couple 5Ks at the National Conference. And we mentioned one before we got on. Um, we always get a good laugh about that 5K a couple years ago in D.C. where there wasn't much fellowship, at least on my end, uh, as you drug the slow, fat, out of shape Pope athletic director across the finish line. And I do appreciate that, by the way. Uh, not sure I would have made it without you. But seriously, you've always been willing to go for a run or go out to a barbecue lunch with me and many other athletic directors. Talk about the importance of those times of fellowship. What is the value of these fellowship times for the wise, experienced leader, who I would probably say was you in this case for me, as well as the less experienced athletic director seeking mentorship? Well, Josh, I remember our run. It was freezing that morning when we took off. And our fellowship I'm not sure warm was, weather would have helped me out a lot, though. <laughs> our fellowship runs are always, if you can't talk, then you slow down. Amen. And we could do that until the very end when we got pushing each other down the stretch. And we barely made it home. But uh, those are times you remember. I think those are the times you remember most. I think lunches and times to get out of the office and get away, get out of the environment and just to share from the soul are the times that, that build that love relationship that lasts a lifetime. Those are the things I remember about ADs. Uh, Jerry Colley was the one that mentioned that. We used to go up to Forsyth Central before an event and we changed clothes, take off and then shower and then we'd be together at a basketball game or a wrestling meet. But I think those are the times that you become closer when you get out of your environment, when you get out of, uh, when you talk about things more important, like family and relationships and faith. And we can share those those things that make a difference. There's sometimes you can't share in the office or when we're together, when we're observing a basketball game or uh, doing that kind of thing. So those are the small times that make the difference. 
And boy, I cherish those. Yeah, that's good. I know the one thing you've taught me and hopefully people picked up on it is uh, always have your bag ready, have your running shoes in, in your car, walking shoes, whatever it is for you to do, because there's always um, a chance to get some free time and, you know, just being by yourself away from that field in Columbus or wherever it is, Albany, wherever, just helps you out, helps you get your mind fresh um, for that you can't do on your campus usually. So just something I've learned from you there. Uh, one last question, Coach, and, and you've said this already twice. You've said the word love twice already. You frequently end a conversation or a time with a colleague by saying, I love you. You did it when you got out of the truck the other day when we finished eating lunch, and uh, it means a ton, right? But that statement, I love you, is very underused uh, with leaders. We don't use it very often. What's the power in telling the ones you lead, your colleagues, the ones you care about that you love them? I think it's affirmation, and Josh, it started with my family and my wife and then my kids because there's no guarantees for them all. I could be driving home today. I could be out running. Different things happen, and tomorrow's not guaranteed, but what I do today is I want to make a really positive um, affirmation of my family, my friends, my fellow coaches, the students here at Marist. If something did happen, I want that last thing coming out of my mouth is an affirmation that the love that I receive from God that I want to share with other people. And I just think it's so important in our society today with all the different things going on and uh, the different groups and love can overcome anything. And we know the Bible teaches that it can move mountains. It does great things. And I believe in that power and I believe in that affirmation and I believe it, it cements our relationships in ways that nothing else can so I'm a big believer in that, and I do use it a lot. But I want my kids to know if anything ever happened to Dad, my grandkids, if anything happens to Grandpa, that one of the last things he said to me is, hey, you know what? I love you, and I care about you, and I want the best for you. Oh, so good. I got, I got chill bumps. Uh, Tommy, thank you so very much, uh, not just for the pleasure of your time today, but for the time that you've invested in so many for so long, uh, we wish you nothing but the best as you hopefully get to slow down just a little bit and enjoy your family and especially those grandchildren. I know I speak for Josh and I when I say we're both incredibly grateful for your knowledge, your friendship, and grace as a leader. Uh, you've definitely done it the right way, and we appreciate you a great deal. Thanks for the time today. Don, again, thank you both for all you're doing. I think the bottom line is out of all this, I'm the one that has received the most blessing. So thanks to you guys and all my fellow ADs. Appreciate you guys. And I love you.